0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Brainfield. This is Jonathan Mancuso, your host. On today's topic, I'd love to talk a little bit about um, new avenues for job opportunities. I spoke recently at a local university in the Pittsburgh area on a panel with 50 or so students, and the question that commonly came up was uh, it's really hard to find the job in sports, especially now given the COVID circumstances. And uh, the challenges that 's obviously brought to the table, and also it 's hard to find the job in in the sports industry just because it 's limited in nature right so there, you only have so many teams in each sport, and the competitive pool of of candidates is, is quite vast, so you obviously run into not only having challenges of of limited job opportunities but you also find that. Um, some of these roles are extremely competitive because of the volume of applicants uh, for each position. So I wanna kind of talk a little bit about how to properly strategize and prepare for uh, those scenarios. In a previous episode, I talked a little bit about how to reposition yourself in a COVID-like environment. Um, but I want to obviously focus a little bit on what, sh- uh, what jobs should a person pursue if they're interested in penetrating the sports industry. So first of all, without a doubt, the one thing that we have seen has certainly been the, the growth and expansion of uh different media outlets so we talk about social media we talk about digital media um, we talk about a lot of different content elements whether that be tv radio or other other initiatives so what's interesting is um, how much more value has been placed in those in those environments, right, all those digital, that digital landscape. So I think it's important to understand two things. Um, I think that the the sports industry, like the entertainment industry, it's all going to come back. So nobody should go into a state of panic. I know that obviously, you know, some may be getting laid off or losing their jobs and things, and so on and so forth. But understand that as the COVID. Uh, environment sort of stabilizes again over the next few months. And as the vaccine becomes available and, and all these things start to sort of fix themselves gradually, um, this is an industry that will bring a lot of value back to the, the table, right? A lot of value back to in our society. So it's important to understand that the opportunities are going to be there. And it's just a matter of time. And then number two, which opportunities are going to be the top opportunities? Obviously getting into an event in-person type environment or job right now, it's quite challenging, right? Because the limited nature those positions there really aren't any in-person events going on or any in-person activations or or big uh functions of that matter so it's hard to find a position in that role so don't be so generic of looking for a general marketing position or a general entertainment and media position that seems to be too broad and too generic We are fortunate, especially in a younger audience, to have exposure to social media platforms that are so valuable anymore to a sports franchise and really any entertainment like an agency or any type of entertainment uh, organization. So understanding the value that social media, digital media brings to the table is extremely important. You look at sponsored content, you look at repurposing assets because of potential lost opportunities during in-season, and this is across the entire sports landscape, just to focus on one industry specifically. So when you see that, you start to think, okay, well, if everything that is being done commonly in person, is being now shifted to a digital platform, is being now shifted to social media, there clearly is a ton of value in the media exposure. I understand that everybody's going after the impressions, grab, and so on and so forth, but there's more to that. It's about amplification. It's about exposure. It's about uh, creating content that is engaging, exciting, that really drives people to your site, drives people to your platform, so it, it's important to understand that once you have that captive audience, if you can reach that captive audience, now you've got a network of people who are consuming your content, no matter what that may be, right? There's a there's a need for content. I, you know, I'd be curious to see what Instagram statistics are if they can on scrolling habits on their home pages and on their followers pages, and you know, click through with hashtags and things of that nature. And I say Instagram because it's such a seamless experience. I'd be curious to see what those metrics are. People need content. Uh, organizations like Barstool Sports, uh, ESPN and a lot of different sports entities like Fox and NBC are doing a tremendous job at doing that by running, you know, old reels, stories talking about sports gambling for example in the case of Barstool Sports or fun engaging type content. So it's important to notice how how valuable that content is. So as you plan your career and as you think about, okay, what are some of the avenues that are going to be on the rise and are going to continue to grow? I think a lot of sports franchises may have been pushed to the limit as it relates to their overall capacity within an office, meaning um, they're limited on the amount of personnel they have and the amount of output they need to obviously produce. So think about potential internship positions, full-time temporary gigs, right? that could be in the social media environment, in the sponsorship environment, uh, in the media environment in general. Uh, So think about production, think about radio, think about TV. So those are all exceptional avenues to pursue and look into. Um, I also think that what that will give you as a young professional, if you're fortunate enough to get into that environment, will give you a really holistic understanding of the value, the monetization strategies that apply to that type of uh, field. So there's a lot of value in that, so that's something that I obviously would recommend pursuing or at least learning more about. If you're using platforms like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and you're obviously extremely good at it, right, and you you have a lot of followers and you're doing a lot of neat things and you find that your audience is engaged, aside from your personal likeness, you find that your content is actually special, neat, and cool and and creates organic engagement and buzz, you may want to in turn think to yourself, okay, wow, this is a skill that I have created on my own, utilizing my own platforms. Imagine the amount of value that you could bring to an organization. So you may not have the necessary skills, let's just say, or the experience of some of these sports franchises require to enter a social media coordinator type role. But one thing is certain, you do have your own experience. You do have your personal experience. So it may not be industry applied, but it may be an experience that you've cultivated, an experience that you've developed through your own assets in your own platform. So it's fair to speak to that, right? If you're somebody who can track that, right? And and you know, you're fortunate to be one of those great TikTok influencers that all of a sudden have gone from 10 15 friends and family followers on TikTok and now you're breaking through the 10,000 15,000. Like that's a great metric to apply and place on your resume. Because one thing is putting on your resume that in your skills you know how to utilize uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever any social media platform. But one thing is to say Launched my own TikTok channel and went from 10 followers to 15,000 followers within a set amount of time. That right there is a quantifiable metric and it is an accomplishment. So, going back to the resume, I know I talked about this many episodes again, so uh, back again, so I don't want to sound too redundant, but understand that a resume shouldn't necessarily be a list of responsibilities. I know that it's hard sometimes to identify what are the accomplishments you had, especially if it's an entry-level job, an internship. It's really hard to quantify an accomplishment. But trust me, meet with your manager. There are certain elements that um, can be paraphrased, can be reworded. Uh, to really showcase what you've done in that position versus um, just a list of responsibilities that you pull from a job description. So now, as I talk about your own personal platforms, think about it that way. Just stating on your resume that you know how to utilize social media doesn't really add value to your resume. We've all done that, right? Especially if you're 30 and below, you have a pretty good understanding of, at least I would hope, a pretty good understanding of um, social media use and media use and things of that nature. But if you can show on your resume hey, I know how to use this, and also I've accomplished ABC, that's value, right? So think about every position. Think about everything on your resume. Again, I talked about this way back. Um, I highly recommend you going back to one of those episodes and talk about resume design and development, but look at your resume as a list of accomplishments, not a list of responsibilities. Everybody can sort of assume, assume if you are a marketing manager, if you are a director of sales, everybody can somewhat assume at least the first three to four bullet points. So if you're putting that on your resume... People already kinda know the answer to the test in that case. You're already listing three responsibilities that everybody assumes just by reading the title, okay, this person does ABC. But what they don't know is what this person has accomplished. So if you're a young professional, you're a rising star, you want to get into this industry, you find that you have an affinity for media, for social media, start to pursue that specifically talk about your own platforms as your business platforms you are your own brand correct that's something that marketing 101 you learn in school and you also learn in life is you need to be able to market yourself so if you have utilized media outlets that have converted a great amount of value have created engaging content then why isn't that something you will list on your resume right perfect so Pursue those avenues, there's going to be an enormous amount of growth in the media and the entertainment and social media avenues specifically that are content-based in sports and around sports because there's going to be a need to come up with these creative engaging ideas that speak to the brand but also tap into some of those societal components that create that interest and create that buzz and drive people back to your platforms at the end of the day you want people to come back to your 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 platforms because you want to convert that into a sale into some sort of uh of conversion element that's going to yield you good returns. so um Think about it that way. Position your resume in a certain way. Go back a couple podcasts and talk about resume development and how you should design it, what you should list, and then think about yourself as a brand. Think about media. Think about social media. Think about what you've accomplished on your own and try to then translate that into your future goals and ambitions of being within the sports industry and showcasing how you have taken your platforms to a whole different dimension. Because in turn, if you're able to show that to a sports franchise and that's the path that you choose of media and social media then wow, that could be something special. If you've taken your platform, the unknown user 111, right? Platform to 10,000, 15,000, or if you're lucky enough, a million followers on TikTok, all they can do is imagine what you could potentially do with a much larger platform than that of a sports franchise. So think outside of the box, pursue this. Thank you for listening and we will talk soon. Have a great day.